What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. So we might as well just go ahead and crack these natty daddies. Yeah, I was waiting to drink mine too. Yeah. And we're off. What's up, everybody? We are live. So, uh, I know, like on? I said, yep, that thing's on. <laughs> and you said you've never, never been on a podcast before. No, but I have had a one-on-one conversation multiple times. So. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. So I honestly, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I sent you a couple questions just to kind of get a feel. But uh, we met like met in person what like a month or two ago. Yeah, this is the, technically the third attempt. I think that we wanted to do a podcast. One was on me when we rescheduled. The other was after that bar crawl where you <laughs> wanted to have a drunk podcast. Little do we know uh, you had like... Three more minutes left in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife uh, wanted me to tell you thank you for getting me home. Uh, you're welcome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when she listens. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was she fun. really doesn't... She doesn't listen to the podcast, honestly. She doesn't? Yeah, so we can say whatever we want to her about her. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know much about her, so it's yeah. just all what you say. Yeah, she's good. She's great. Um, but yeah, that was that was a wreck. That was just, dude, I didn't sleep very much, I was stressed, and then all of a sudden you I was just You hadn't been drinking gone. for like a month. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, I thought I could still drink, but apparently not. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. Drew Butterworth. What's going on? What What's going on in your life today? What's, what's good? Well, so, obviously, Canal Squad, that's uh, kind of the whole reason we met. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, just kind of staying busy with that. Uh, just like the whole community of people that I've met through that is who I find myself around a lot. Like I just joined Capture Fitness mm-hmm. with Earl. That's probably one of the best workouts I've ever done. Yeah, Earl's, Earl's my dude. So <laughs> yeah. Earl and I lived right next to each other in college. Oh, really? He was my next door neighbor. Um, can't really talk about what we did back then, but we, we got along pretty well. <laughs> did you guys meet there? Or? Yeah, we met down there. Yeah. Um, I think he went to high school with Ryan, my partner. Okay, yeah, like his stuff like... People are asking me, like, kind of some of the workouts you do. And, like, honestly, I can't even explain some of them because he's so creative. Like, I don't even know if it's, like, an exercise. He just, mm-hmm. like, did it himself. But it's, like, I, like, kind of explain it as, like, bodybuilding, cardio, functional, you name it. But so I'm excited about that. Yeah, he was, um, I mean, he was doing that back even whenever we first met. So this is, like, six, seven years ago. And I had tried to start a business at the towards the end of college for, like, employee work or employee wellness. Yeah. Um, ultimately failed miserably but um he was like always trying to help me he was like yo i can help with the workouts and stuff i was like dang i didn't know that you were like that i just remember playing like we played basketball once in a while but i didn't know he had i don't remember honestly (laughs) i have no idea we'll have to ask him do that or get him on the court again i'd be down for that you play ball uh i did i mean i'm not really that functional anymore so (laughs) (laughs) i'll still play a good pickup game okay nice i'd love some pickup ball yeah so where, where are you from so, actually, born in Chicago, but I don't even know if I can technically say that because I was only there for like five months. Uh, then grew up in Lafayette, where like my whole family's from, all Boilermakers. Um, Boy, oh, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have invited you. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> I, I went to Kelly School, so okay, that's more okay. IU. Um, but yeah, so I, my two uncles played uh, football there and uh, moved to Carmel when we were seven. And so I've been like up there, everyone's like, oh, Rich Carmel. But uh, dude, it was good. And then. Ever since then, I've been downtown ever since I went to college at Kelly School, so I've just been around this area, like, my entire life. Okay, so you live down, you live downtown now? 
Yeah, so when I uh, went to Kelly School, I got an apartment, and now I have a house uh, down in the Bay Tendricks area. Okay. So I really don't venture out. This is like my first time during the weekday venturing out of downtown in a long <laughs> time. That's wild. Dude, yeah. yeah, downtown's so cool. I just I wish I spent more time down there, but I just don't have any reason to other right. than coming to see you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nice. Once you get used to it, it's kind of the same, like, I mean, same with, like, Broad Ripple here. Like, you don't really, unless, you, like, you have something going on, it's really no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. And... For work, you you do um, like IT recruiting. Yeah, so it's yeah, so basically it's IT recruiting, um, IT staffing and solutions management. Basically, staff and manage like IT people, uh, like nationwide. Like I had no idea what this even was. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend referred me to this job out of college, and honestly, I was just you know just looking for that job, and <coughs> I ended up loving right. it. Like so, I've been there like five years now, right on the circle. Um, that's and, cool. Yeah. So that, that, that was definitely a good perk. Honestly, that was probably one of the, when you do like your pros and cons and you're mm-hmm. looking at stuff, I was like on monument circle. Like that's a big one. Yeah. So, uh, that we're still in that same office. You know, if it's up to me, I'll retire with this job. So you don't see that very much anymore. Even like the fact that you just said you've been there for five years. I, the only other person I know that's been at the same job since after college is my wife and she's been there since a, we graduated. You, you really don't like, cause you gotta like find that niche and you don't really know like what you want, especially mm-hmm. like once you graduate how even before like college, you really don't. So mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't even know what this like type of job existed. Yeah. <laughs> and she, so like she works in, at a manufacturing company and she does like I have a very novice understanding of what she does, but it's like a lot of project management and she works in their service department and she just basically kind of keeps things moving in the right direction. She's really good at it. Is so she a I project think she manager? Gets, I don't think that's her title. I'm, I, some Maybe like coordinator. I don't know if that's like what it is with, you know, in manufacturing, but like her right. dad was in manufacturing, still is for like the last 30, 40 years. He wow. does really well and he was with... Um, Allison transmission for like 30 years. Oh, yeah, wow. Now he's with Toyota, has a pretty cool job, travels all the time. Um, so she, she kind of just like followed uh, in the family footsteps? Yeah, so she's, and then her uncle was the CFO at this company, so she did an internship whenever we were in college um, and just has been there ever since. But, you know, she does a really good job, and I think being good at your job gives you a reason to keep going back. Definitely true. So Definitely true. How do you, you recruit people? And then what? Like, how do you get in contact with people? How do they get in contact with you? So originally, um, and that's why, so it's definitely a high turnover job. Uh, and you, I mean, you learn what like you're good at and what works for you. And I, so it's, I mean, typically like, you know, when you first start off, you're like, you got to make this many phone calls a day, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's what it was. It was like a lot of cold calling. Um, but you know, nowadays, like I've kind of like have that presence. I have like a book of business where like you really kind of know the people or how to search, and now, man, I'll make probably like two calls a day because a lot of it is finding these people on LinkedIn, you know, trying to find these quality candidates and then just setting up the like the phone interview with them. And most of the time it's just scheduling those. And so like right now, I probably have like 40 of those contractors who work for you, but I've only probably met one because it's like nationwide. But they're under like the like Ronstadt umbrella, like working for clients like Anthem, Salesforce, okay. like you name it. So do you do you do much like poaching or are you just finding people that are already looking for something? Usually, uh, they are looking, and that's the nice part. Like, okay. uh, so it's not like the poaching's probably like a taboo word, but no, no, it's true though. It's not like the you know the sales where like they're not expecting the call, or they can be pretty harsh. Like these people like want your phone call, mm-hmm. or um, you know they want to hear from you. Like everyone wants a job, so you learn how to find like the good quality candidates. And usually, the good ones aren't out on Monster, just kind of like they're they're like 
passively looking like yeah. they're happy where they're at and so it's the tricky part is trying to find those people yeah that's that's kind of what i think like whenever people are looking to hire somebody they probably don't want somebody that's like desperate for a job they want somebody that's you know i could stay <laughs> or i could go no that's true because and you run across those names you're like oh this guy and like so yeah. it's like, <laughs> you oh, know, this guy again yeah this like, seriously, the third job i've gotten it, it really is I, they'll go for anything they won't even be like that like title and they'll just like change the resume it's like man you are not a fit for this <laughs> Good person, though, but... Do you see any... I don't know how far in the, like, hiring process you get with these people, but do you see any qualities that are more desirable to employers than others? So, yeah. So, I'm, a, I'm the full... I'm full life cycle, so from the very beginning to the end. And I have been shocked to find out that, honestly, the main reasons, like, some people don't, like, move forward is just what you think you would expect, like, someone to do like dress nice for an interview, you know, ask questions after an interview, <laughs> like just be like a normal human being and someone like nice to like be around. Like, I mean, people will shock the hell out of you. And yeah. that's why it's, I think it's such a high turnover job is because you're dealing with people and they, they're, I'm just like not surprised by people's actions anymore. Like, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's remarkable to me that people would go to an interview and not have questions at the end. Like that's the number one or just maybe not the number one, but like if you don't have a question, then you're clearly not interested. No, it's crazy. Or just like, uh, I mean, like people just like, like cussing in an interview. I mean, it's like, I mean, just like you name it. Um, won't dress up. Like one person like wore like basketball shorts. And I was like, really? man, I told you to dress professionally. That is even close. Like, yeah. I mean, I can see like, so I made it a habit um, like this past year of like, I don't want to work with people that expect. So I obviously I don't. I don't. I try not to fit into those normal things where I like, dress up and go meet somebody. But right. I made it a point to start dressing down whenever I meet like a new client, so they know what they're getting. And like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do me no matter what. So if that's not okay with you and your business, then we aren't good good fits anyway. That's actually uh, like pretty normal nowadays. Like our whole our company's dress code has changed. Like you used to, you know, like shirt and tie. But depending on where you're going, like if you're going to like a manufacturing plant or like somewhere like and they're wearing like just a polo and something or in jeans, like. It's just silly if you go there in, like, a three-piece suit or a suit. Right. I think only, like, the financial analysts and people nowadays are the ones who wear those type of suits. I love wearing a suit, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I do, too. Like, <laughs> I use an excuse for it. Do you go out on site with some of these people? Um, I have in the past. Uh, like, if we have an exclusive account and it's, like, local, my account manager will like to bring me because I can kind of ask those questions that they're not really used to asking, like, to really, like, help me in the search. But other than that, not really because they're usually far away and usually takes time out of the day. Do you have any .NET programmers that you, that you know are looking? Cause I uh, need one. <laughs> actually, I mean, that's like one of our main skill sets, .NET, .NET and Java. Yeah, yeah. Those developers are, always have a demand for them and our clients always do. Yeah. You're looking for one? Yeah, we're looking for one. I think our budget's probably a little bit lower than what they would be expecting though. Uh, we can definitely talk <laughs> about that because I've definitely helped my friends find one like before, like especially if you just want them like part-time or full-time, like, yeah, it would be a part-time, part-time yeah. deal, a little, little side money, but that's not what we're here for. But I do want to talk <laughs> yeah, to you about that because we've been looking forever, man. It, they're just like yeah, I could definitely help with that. Some of these, uh, do you have a like a hard time dealing with some of these people, like engineers? So I used to sell software to engineers, and then obviously you know programmers are engineers, mm -hmm. and they're just kind of hard to communicate with sometimes. They're very cut and dry, like so, usually no big sense of humor. No, yeah. So <clears throat> the skill set with the type of job is definitely um, always, like, the same. So the software engineers, like, typically are going to be, like, your introverts, and, and they're used to these kind of, like, questions. So they are just kind of, like, pretty straightforward, and you kind of, you usually have to, like, can you go into more detail? 
because uh, they usually like don't want to. Uh, but when you get into like right. the project managers and like scrum masters, like you know the ones where they're actually dealing with end users and actually like people facing. Those are like the normal people to talk with. But Scrum masters. Yeah. That's so. interesting. I've never heard that. So yeah, basically just like a project manager, right? Yeah, exactly. They kind of lead like the daily stand-ups. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just like the functional, like I know how to like talk the talk, but when it comes to like actually hands-on, no idea. Right. Yeah. It's kind of how <laughs> I felt myself whenever I was selling that software. It was just like, I know what the words mean, but I have no idea yeah. what like, you they know really what mean. You know what answer you're listening for and like right. stuff like that. Yeah, and if they so. go off script, you're like, uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Did you think that you'd get into this kind of deal? I know you said you were just wanted to. No, no, I was actually uh, a double major in marketing and supply chain, but I don't like supply chain and marketing. I just found it was a little hard to get into unless you kind of like really know the person because no company just wants you to come in and, hey, you're in charge of marketing. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I had no idea. I. There's two different kinds of marketing these days, too. You got, like, amateur marketers just, like, online, like Facebook, social media, maybe some Google, Mm -hmm. but there aren't any, like... I don't know very many like traditional marketers that are schooled in the full marketing spectrum, like managing, you know, different like CPM and all the way through. Now it's just like, how many ads can you create on Facebook yeah. and what traffic and conversions can you get? Yeah. Like you don't see like someone doing like the standard process of like going into marketing and doing that type of job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for you marketing, cause you're definitely a marketer. Yeah. So like, no, that wasn't my, my, my major in college was healthcare administration. Okay. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the reason was both my parents like worked in the medical field and I originally went to school and probably the only reason I got into IU was because I was going for pre-med and oh, nice. uh, I mean, they need more men in science, right? Yeah. Well, they need more people in science and they need to go into business. I'll say that. So okay. it was probably easier for me to get in at decent SAT scores in my my uh, grades in high school were, they were mediocre. Yeah. But somehow I got into IU and then like as soon as I got down there, I switched over to healthcare administration because I was introduced to a guy that ran the hospital in our, you know, my small little town. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you make how much? Okay, I'm switching, man. I don't was have this to your go freshman to year? For, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. I don't have to go to school for 12 years and I can still make that? All right. Yeah, that is a long ass time. Yeah. But then I got, I got into it and it was just like, making decisions based on pennies and I'm just like man you know as much as I love business I'm just like not that kind of business guy I wish I had more discipline like that maybe mm-hmm. I'm more of like a let's go create shit kind of guy yeah and then when, when did you kind of decide that you want to do all this was this like when you met like the people you did in college like halfway through or you know kind of going off on your own uh, you know I've my grandpa he owned a few businesses when I was growing up. I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant until like halfway through college. People would say, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea what it was. I just thought it was like a weird word. And um, I mean, I've always been kind of a hustler. Like in high school, I, when I was a kid, I had a slushy business. In high school, I would buy full pizzas and sell them by the slice at the bus stops. Got like detention for that. And I was always had these money making schemes. Yeah. And then I just kept go- those going through college, had a bunch of different ones. And I was there like, uh, I was watching a documentary on the, the financial crisis, and they're talking billions and billions of dollars. I'm like, I want billions of dollars. <laughs> How can I do it? Yeah. And so I just, all right, I'm starting a business. I'll be a billionaire within a year. Still working on that one 10 yeah, years later. You don't want to put a cap on your goal, that's for sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it was just kind of, I was one of those that was just kind of, it's just in me. I don't know. No, I see that. I definitely see that. Because I've, like, known, uh, you know, it was weird because, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing to say, like, 
I think it was like over a year ago, like any fitness mag, I was like, what is this magazine? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so I had like no idea. And I've always like known of you. And then like when we started like the canal squad, it's like, I just like beelined it right to you. It was like, what up, man? Like I already like knew you. Because yeah. <laughs> we had like, I think we were like messaged like a couple times before yeah. that. But yeah, it's just pretty cool to see like that whole like process. Yeah, it was love at first sight, man. It I was, was love. <laughs> I was, took Caitlin out for dinner, and I think you sent me a text message or something, and I was like, this guy is so fucking funny. She's like, who? And I was like, Butters. She's like, who? Yeah, <laughs> Butters, like, uh, what do you the mean? The cartoon guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny story, though, I think, because uh, people called my dad Butters uh, before South Park, so technically, because <laughs> he was around before South Park. I know it's been around a while, so I can technically claim that name, but I don't know if they most of the time called him Butter, but... Either way. So every time I like say your full name, I want to say Buttersworth. Yeah, everyone Butterworth. does. Yeah, the nine nine out of ten times that the people add the S in there. Yeah, all I'll the bet. time. Yeah. So your family, you know, you've been here in Carmel the whole time. I know your family is like really important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me a little bit about them. Like your like, what was it like growing up in your family? You got a couple brothers, right? Yeah. So I got um, so my brother. He's only him and I are only a year apart. Yeah. Uh, so he went out. He was actually the punter at Penn State during the Sandusky scandal. No shit. Yeah, so that was he was a freshman, so that was, like, really interesting. Uh, we can kind of get to that. I would uh, like to talk about that. That's wild. Yeah, no, so that. And then uh, my littlest brother, Kyle, so he has special needs, but basically, like, the base of our family, like, the reason, like, I am today, why uh, Alex is say just, like, everyone. And then, obviously, my mom and my dad. Uh, but we were, I mean, dude, we were hellions growing up. Like, just made me... Lying, sneaking around, I mean, 24-7. Because like, my parents are definitely really conservative, went to a private school. And I, I swear, just like my whole, our whole life, we were just lying or like sneaking around or something. Because <laughs> like, it was just like, it was just crazy. Like, my dad actually, I mean, he's definitely very happy where I'm at now. Like, he told me, I think like a couple years ago, it was well, well when I was out of college, that he like prayed that I would just survive high school. And I was like, that's heavy. Like, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But now, I mean, everything, like, worked out uh, really well, but definitely a really close family. I mean, all my intermediate family, it's kind of like the, like a high school show. They all live in, like, the same neighborhood. Like, my, really? uh, my uncle, which was my mom's, her two twin brothers, live right next door to each other. And that has happened, like, all of me growing up. Like, it's just... Really? Yeah, separate. Why don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is pretty close. And then, I mean, I can't imagine if I would have had a brother. Are you and your older brother, like, very similar to each other? Um... To a degree, I would say uh, he's a lot more serious, mature. He doesn't like social media, really. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, he's had like, a, he's, I mean, he's been like, so he just got married. He's had a girlfriend for like, or like they were dating for like nine years. But I would say he's more the mature one. Okay. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, we look identical. We're both like super goofy. We sometimes he's the only one who will laugh at my joke, and I'm the only one who laughs at his just because I get it. But yeah, you get it. Yeah. You get it. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't imagine if I would have had a brother that behaved. Like, I'm sure you guys got into trouble together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, like, a lot of times, too, like, it was just, like, our stories didn't align. Like, my parents got really good at knowing who was, like, (laughs) lying. And then they, like, look at the other and, like, so that's how they usually caught us is because they just knew our traits or whatnot. Like, if Mm -hmm. it was just me, like, then I would stand my ground and, or, you know, stick Mm -hmm. with the story where, like, maybe that time Alex's didn't align. Like, so that's how, like, because we were always together. So they knew how to separate us. It was, like concept a good cop bad cop put us Mm -hmm. in a separate room so your younger brother kyle Mm -hmm. um i saw you post a couple weeks ago i think you took him to a colts game and had a good time but like i can just like you can feel like the protective older brother and like how much you know you really cared 
What's what's the story there? You said he has special needs. Yeah, so uh, there's actually like not a name for it. It's like one in like a multi-million um, like case. We actually didn't even know he had special needs until like after like half a year. Really? Uh, yeah. So his, I guess, sometime during birth, his thirteenth chromosome cracked. And Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I had like no idea about like any of this. Um, I've obviously learned a lot more and yeah, gotten more involved, but. So, I mean, so he's 23 now, but, like, he would look like he's probably, like, 14. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of things. Like, he's very OCD about things, slower to talk. Like, he really couldn't start talking to like, 15. Um, just, uh, you know, just a lot of, like, the motor functions that you kind of take for granted. You just don't really have. Like, now it's, like, a lot different. He's come, like, such a long way. It was, it was a whole process of, especially when you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, switching medicines and stuff like that. Like, when you're, like, switching from one medicine to the other, it's, like, trial and error. So it can get, like, pretty bad. And I look back at it now, like, my parents just, like, for doing all of that. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, the divorce rate, I think, for parents, like, raising a special needs child is, like, 80%. No kidding. I can imagine that would probably cause a lot of stress. Yeah. uh, It's really high, (laughs) which now I get it. But in the long run, I mean, I, Alex and I both talk about it, like, all the time. Like, I would have been a totally different person. Like, I could have easily been like that bully jock like you mm-hmm. know something but it's like ever since i came he's kind of you know puts that soft spot in your heart and kind of just your whole outlook yeah with everything like he's probably the most the happiest guy i've ever met that's awesome and it's just you know he's just a very well i want to say selfless now because he, he's gotten smart he knows how to like <laughs> he knows how to manipulate the situation <laughs> with like his disability and whatnot for sure so um but it's just cool it's, yeah it definitely worked out and so have you gotten involved in like, I don't even know what the like best buddies or like is so that is what is best buddies? Best buddies is uh, like a program. Um, it like starts in high school where usually like an older um, classmate, like junior or senior. It's actually like a, a, yeah, full program. It's usually like after school, but um, you're like usually linked with someone and you like do activities like outside of school through school. They kind of like watch over you. Uh, the amount of people that are like in Kyle's life, like actually are like the probably the coolest people I've ever met because in the beginning I definitely was like you know kind of like really kind of dug into him like you just doing this for a resume builder or blah 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 but these people are incredible like they'll still come back through college and when they're in town for two days they'll still come and like visit him and take him out that's that's just like yeah so that's uh so there's like programs like that um and a lot of other ones where you know people just get involved and I mean just like the prom night for them and stuff like that uh, I don't get too much involved, uh, just cause I wasn't, I'm, you know, I'm now that I'm like older, like here, but I'm all of his friends and everything. I definitely go to all those functions with them. That's cool. Yeah. It kind of gives you hope. There's, you know, there are good people in the world. I, uh, whenever I was younger, like in high school, I did one of those programs where I would help in like the special needs class. And mm-hmm. I just remembered how how rambunctious a lot of them would get. I don't know if, if that's the same with your brother or not, but, like, they just wouldn't listen. But at the same time, it's just, like, you they're so, like, there's no, something it, about them. They're just so lovely. They're just great to be the, around. The, the rambunctious, I mean, that's, I mean, it's definitely a thing, especially when you get them all, like, in, in the room. Like, my, uh, one of Kyle's teachers tells, like, the funniest story, like, you know, when they do the fire drill, everyone has to go out. And after, like, wow, she's like, look, we're not doing that because right. like, just like, you know, this fire drill going off and everyone like, it just ruins their whole day. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going crazy. Like, and so they just stay in the room. And then uh, like Kyle, like kind of tells the story, like they're all just sitting there in the cold and they're all just like peeping their heads out, like watching everyone outside and they think <laughs> they're special because they don't have to go out. 
but you, you got to give those people like a lot of credit like uh who work with them on the daily like they will get like bit they will i mean you have like you can have just like a huge freak out and really not know what to do and i've definitely experienced like all of those yeah <laughs> yeah does that does that happen a lot it doesn't as much anymore. Uh, it did a lot like growing up yeah. as uh, we're still kind of learning how to, you know, what situations to put him in and whatnot. Like, like I said, like he's really OCD. Like, I mean, the last one was Luke Bryant. It got rained out. I bought us like pavilion tickets mm-hmm. and we were in there and then they like said it, they, they canceled it. Kyle didn't understand. I was like, and he was like freaking out. Like he's about to go into one of those modes where we really can't bring him back. And so we had to like think quick. And I told him, I was like, look, Kyle, we're just gonna go, we're gonna go out to the car. Uh, it's raining. We're gonna be back in. The minute I get him in the car and shut the door, then I was like, now it's free rain. It's canceled, okay. buddy. Because now you can yeah. yell and scream all you want. Now you're not affecting other people. Okay. But like those type of situations, like when you're real OCD, you can't this you can't like change your mind to like something else. Gotcha. Yeah. I know. I mean, you said a minute ago, like he looks he looks a lot younger than he is. Mm-hmm. Is that part of like the whole thing? Uh, yeah, I, I, for the most part, like he's also, I think like only like four, eight. So it's just a okay. lot of the stuff is just like stunted growth, um, motor function stuff like that. Uh, okay. it's hard to say cause I mean, there's not even like a name for it and it'd be interesting to see if there was like another case. I've really never, never done that too much of like research on it, but mm-hmm. yeah, never seen like anyone like with his same disability. That's for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Man, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. And I, you can tell it's very special to you. Yeah, so I, it definitely is now that I'm like I'm more grown up because I will um, be the caretaker, mm-hmm. and I know that. So I'm like already trying to like, you know, kind of pave that pathway, I guess so to speak. Luckily, like my uh, great grandmother, she started a trust fund and put a lot of that in that, so that has accrued really well mm-hmm. over the years. So we'll be able to like, you know, he's he's gonna like want a job and stuff like that. So, well, he's gonna have a lot at his fingertips as Good. we get older. So. We're That's definitely cool. very uh, blessed for that, for sure. Yeah. So you said you went to a private school. What school did you go to? Heritage Christian. Heritage Christian. Yeah, okay. it looks like right a prison from the outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, went, I live like two or three miles away from there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, closer to 96th. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So Where'd right you go? There. Did you I'm go? not from here. I went to Norwell High School. It's in oh, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. We had, I think, 200 kids in our class. That was about the same. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think it was like 200. 200, 230 or something like that? Yeah, so I grew up in a small town. It was it was fun, though. Like, I think that's it's shaped me in a, in a major way. And I was talking to Jordan Burns about this, and he grew up in a small town as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, I wish yeah. I could move back to a small town so my kids could, could grow up there. But, you know. Was this in the middle of nowhere? Or? Yeah, so there was a small town really close to where we were. So, like, if people ask me where I'm from, I say Bluffton, which is, like, a town of maybe 30,000. Mm-hmm. So it's you know they have stoplights and they have a fully functioning yeah, government. Stoplights. Yeah, <laughs> stoplights. I think we just got minis. rid of the last horse and buggy. Um, but it was just a really good wholesome town. Mm-hmm. It's wild the dynamics there though. Like there's a the Apostolic Church. Like the, I think it's the biggest Apostolic Church in the entire world is located in this really? town, which is in wild. Bluffton. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So does the whole uh, town go there. Half of the town, yeah. Wow. But it's wild. They, you know, they're great people. But they yeah. have their they have their fingers in everything. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's probably a lot of gossip going on too. Oh yeah, tons of gossip. <laughs> I I used to learn stuff about me that I didn't even know about. Me. Like yeah. I got in trouble. I I think we're probably gonna get a, end up talking about this eventually anyway. But I got in trouble on spring break my senior year. Um, you ever seen Borat? 
Mm-hmm. You know that little swimsuit that he has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing that on the beach, and I got arrested for indecent or public indecency. And even before I got home, the entire town knew. It's like, oh my god! Joe, Did you have to arrested. go in the drunk tank in that? No, I didn't. Oh, Thankfully, <laughs> I was you know hands on the hood, you know spread eagle. Yeah, which still was, serious. Uh, yeah, it was terrifying. I'm yeah. like, all right, man, I'm fucking naked. I'm sitting <laughs> in the back of this cop car in this little shoestring of a swimsuit. Yeah. And the cop gets in in there. He's like writing me up everything, and he's like, oh, they're gonna love you in jail, boy. That's <laughs> like, why. That's what I was asking if you were in, like, the drunk tank. Yeah. So what, were you, like, doing anything to, like... Uh, I mean, it was in Pensacola, so it's, like, right in the Bible Belt. Yeah. And, uh, and they, I was just walking down the street thinking I was being funny, and then all of a sudden I see a cop speed up. Woo, woo. I was like, oh, shit. So I start pacing dude, really fast, and he cuts is, me off. That's crazy. Everyone would be getting indecent exposure nowadays, then. I know. <laughs> he said, so on my ticket, it says, Subject McGrew is walking down the street with both right and left testicles hanging out. <laughs> Like, all right, let's think of the, the physics of this. That is uncomfortable. Like, I don't care. Like, I wouldn't do that to be it's funny. That's real. just miserable. Yeah. That, that, that's seriously what he wrote? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he wrote on my little ticket. I had to go back down there for court. I hope you laminated that. I don't know where it's at. It's somewhere. That'd I don't think it got a, thrown away. That would have been a funny one to save. Yeah, I'm sure it's With somewhere. both right and left. Right and left testicles. <laughs> I was like, man, no. Yeah, you don't, you don't see that. It's always, they're always together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's because that's how they're supposed to be. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's but it one. ended up being a good thing. I got to go back down. Um, so my dad, he's the oldest, which is wild. He's the oldest of 19 kids. 19. 19. Uh, about half of them are adopted. My grandfather was a doctor mm-hmm. down in Pensacola. Um, and a lot of them, so he would, you know, it was like small town doctor, so... Mm-hmm. He would deliver these babies, and then the parents, you know, couldn't take care of the kids, and they would ask him to adopt them. He ended up adopting like ten kids. Wow, good for him. Yeah, it's it's a really powerful story. And then he, you know, unrelated, but I went to. He ended up passing away about seven or eight years ago. I went to his funeral, and you couldn't even. It was a big ass church. And you couldn't even get in the door. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it was packed because Doctor McGrew was so good to so many people for so many years. It was, it was yeah, powerful. Yeah, that, that sounds. That sounds. Like, amazing. Yeah. Just the type of person he is to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that gave me something to shoot for. I was like, man, I really want to make this big of a difference in so many people's lives that something like this, like, people remember me for the good. Yeah, that's, that's, I feel like those are the big, uh, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Wow. I hope to fill them. Yeah. My dad's, you know, great, great man, too. Like, he's one of those guys that knows everybody. Yeah. Like, so, so it was a small town, but, like, so everywhere we'd go, we're like, oh, where's dad? Oh, he got caught talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah. So we'd just be waiting on him all the time. Oh, yeah, I know those people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to, I try to be friends with most people I meet. and I'm doing a pretty just, good job at it. Eh, maybe. I'm getting kind of tired of people, honestly. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to get you out on Tuesdays. So I, I know. Dude, it's just so far. And I always have sh- stuff on Tuesday nights, but I need yeah. to start coming back. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, you know, I've been there a few times. It was really fun. Yeah, I loved uh, when, we were <laughs> when we were, like, talking, like, afterwards, like, uh, you're like, oh, thank God, like, someone else took their shirt off with me. And then, like, we were talking, like, after. You're like, everyone's just looking at me. I'm, like, gassed out. I'm, like, breathing heavy. Everyone thinks, like, oh, since I own any fitness mag, I should be all this fit. In all reality, I don't even work out that much. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I go to the gym and walk around and pick up stuff and put it back down. I don't yeah. do this, like, high-intensity stuff. And I'm that first workout, I... Dude, I was that, sore for a week. It's because, yeah, it's, I mean, it's that stuff that you don't normally do on your own mm-hmm. or, like, pair together because I'm the same way. Like, I mean, just, like, the type of work, like, what they're, like, grouping together, I'm always, like, sore. 
Yeah. I mean, even like Kat and all of them are saying their story. Like, I mean, she was a Division One like gymnast. Right. So it's like, all right, anyone's gonna be sore. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, Rogers just like shredded. Yeah, dude, that's when he was eating those rice cakes. I was like, you don't need rice cakes. <laughs> you need <laughs> a bunch of carbs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Need some more carbs, Roger. <laughs> he was on here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I listened. Was, to, I listened to his. Yeah, it was one of my favorite episodes so far. Yeah, he's such an interesting dude. He's just like he's, so artistic. Dude, he is. He's like he's like that onion. He's got like so many layers. Yeah. Like, the more you like talk to him, the more you know. <laughs> Ogres are like onions. <laughs> How like, about a parfait? Oh, we like onions. <laughs> That's definitely him, though. It's funny. Like when I was listening to that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that's cool, though. And that was cool that he came out and shared um, his. Dys- dyslexia mm-hmm. with ever- with everybody on he- on here like he hasn't he he pulled me aside at the uh, canal squad little party mm-hmm. he's like yeah man i found out like i have dyslexia i was like oh my gosh that's no kidding that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah i mean that's tough too but yeah i mean to obviously like talk about like your past and the stuff that like makes you vulnerable if you're able to do that obviously means that you're in a good spot you're comfortable with where you're at mm-hmm. um and so that's definitely Roger, for sure. Yeah. And that's why I find, like, a lot of the people, like, that's why I like uh, getting involved with, like, so just, like, the the 5K you had. Like, those people who come out to that, that's, like, a choice. And it's usually those people have, for the most part, you know, obviously there's your outliers, but a good head on their shoulders. And, like, they want kind of the same outcome of their life. And so that's what I've really noticed, why I really love kind of getting involved with this stuff, because it's, like, the same like type of people because i have my group of friends like you know some are like you know we're like up to no good but then like these are the people you want to surround yourself with and yeah and I it's find cool to bring those all together it is get, get those people in one spot like whenever we had that 5k it's like not only were these people you know great people that are you know wanting to go out and do things with other like-minded individuals mm-hmm. but they even paid to go do that right yeah it's true and it's and, it, and you still have fun like you're still like you're all about like health and fitness and like doing like uh, more for you but at the same time having that balance and it was i was the run and bar crawl uh, bar crawl so yeah i didn't we actually didn't leave that red room i've been looking at it right there in the window the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i uh that was that bar you set crawl that up well almost really i yeah. it, almost, it took everything out of me like, oh I, I can imagine i was like dead for a week <laughs> I had so much anxiety from, first of all, just getting so fucking drunk. Like, I never get like that. Yeah. And then I get get home, and I, like, wake up on the couch. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, dude, you, you, because you were by, like, shot after shot. You're like, you want one butter? And I was like, well, I just had one. I'm like, ah, screw it. <laughs> like, oh, good. But I was like, I mean, I can imagine, especially if you were on that cleanse, like, that month before. Like, that was, that was a lot even for me. Yeah. And then... It was like as we were walking, then I was like, <laughs> then you get in the car and you're like, what are we doing here? But it was like funny when I was like uh, talking to your wife, like uh, that I was gonna like get you like the Uber home, and she's like, I think she got sick of talking to me because I was just like rambling on. She's like, <laughs> can I talk to Jeremy again? And I like looked at you, I was like, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty mad, but yeah. she was like, thank God I had this guy call me. He was I, like really nice. I, I could like, hear the frustration oh. in her voice. <laughs> oh yeah. She was pissed, man. She was, she hasn't been that mad at me in a while. She, uh, well, Cause I was it. fine when she left. And then all of a sudden she's getting a call. I'm getting sent home. Yeah. Like, well, oh. it did. It really did just kind of hit out of nowhere. Cause you were like asking like, if like you did anything dumb, I was like, no, it was like, you really just on the walk. Like, yeah. When we were walking to your car, that was when we were on our way to do the drunk podcast. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, you're like, God, let's do a drunk podcast. Oh, yeah, like, it was, uh, uh, who's your partner? Ryan. Yeah, so he was there, and then... Uh, oh, he was there? Yeah, and then <laughs> and it was uh, Krista, and I think all, along the way, when we were, like, doing it, we picked up two others, because you're like, drunk podcast, drunk podcast. Oh, my God. 
And then uh, we went to your car, and then that's when it ended. Yeah, party stopped. <laughs> yeah, but it actually it was definitely good we did it. I don't think you would have put that up, <laughs> or it yeah. would have lasted too long. So we did we did do a drunk podcast when we started the first podcast. Um, we had an event over here at 317 Burger. Yeah. And we weren't, like, drunk, but we were, like, kind of buzzed. But then we ended up getting a couple of six-packs and coming up here, and we had, like, six people up here talking. And it was fun, but it was just, like, all over the place. Oh, I, can't, I bet it's, like, it would be really hard to follow if you're, like, yeah. the listener. Yeah, especially with six people. Yeah, and yeah. drunk. It was funny, though. Everyone was, talking over time. each other? No, it wasn't, it wasn't too oh, bad. Good. We were just, like, people would wait their turn to talk, and they would bring up something that was, like, totally unrelated to what we were just talking about. <laughs> so, so many just, tangents. Yeah, so it just bounced around a lot. <laughs> I can see that. But Roger was on that one. Oh, was and he? His dude, Marquise. Have you met him? I haven't met him, but I know of him through his... Uh, motivational yeah protective thinking yeah 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 i actually learned about that through your podcast as well oh nice yeah i had no idea because i always saw him like reposting that and i was like man this guy loves this uh (laughs) (laughs) this page i was like oh lo and behold it's it's like but it's good stuff yeah it takes dedication just like what you guys are saying yeah and they're not i mean it's really hard i mean we know firsthand from running multiple instagram accounts it's really hard to stay consistent about posting every day Mm mm-hmm but it's another thing entirely to do what they do. They have, like, original deep thoughts and original deep captions. It's like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, like, work. the actual, like, quote and then, like, the caption behind it and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I'm hop in on my second Natty Daddy. <laughs> you can hook me up, too. These are, these are good. Dude, I told you, they're they're underrated. They're, like, one of those, like, hidden treasures. For, like, the price, 15 they're good. You wouldn't even know. 15 for a 30 rack or what? Or $8 for 15 $8, that's a good deal. Yeah. Natty Daddy. I mean, the name alone yeah. sounds great. Natty Daddy. Cheers. Cheers to you, man. Thanks for coming. <sighs> Thanks for having me. I was shocked when you asked me the first time. I was like, you serious? Dude, I mean, like I said, I have no idea what we were going to talk about. I just, you're just a fun guy to be around. So I wanted to yeah. have you on here, introduce yeah, you to people. We've had good times, for sure. So what's your, what gets you real excited? Like, what's your... This sounds ridiculous, but, like, what's your major goal? Like, what are you going towards, working towards? Um, I mean, honestly, my major goal is to, I mean, I want to stay fit, as cliche as that sounds, but, you know, I just, I've, I want to be, like, successful and rich where, not, like, you know, like, rich, but I want to be, I want to have that, I guess, sustainability where I can, like, help people and be comfortable because a lot of, like, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, like, you know, like, tithing and, you know, like, giving back and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't do it kind of, you know, it's like, oh, every Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. give 10%, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I like I have like like a separate like kind of account like for that where, you know, I've presented like, you know, if I have a friend who's doing a missionary trip like that and you have an opportunity to donate, like you do a GoFundMe. That's amazing, man. Uh, and it, dude, that stuff's like, that, like real rewarding. And it's like you wouldn't think it, but even if you do it like anonymously, mm-hmm. I feel like that's even a little like more rewarding. But, you know, I've always, uh, you know, my we were like out of our like full like immediate family probably like not as successful as like all of our other families and it's something that i've always kind of like wanted Mm -hmm. not to like a greedy standpoint but you know i definitely i mean in my opinion it's a good goal to have i want to have like a nice i mean if the first thing you bring up is tithing i don't think anyone's going to accuse you of being greedy. (laughs) yeah but you know it's i mean it's easy to have like the facade of like you you know what i mean but yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's the, like the goal as far as I know, it's always been like my goal. It's not like a specific thing. Like I want to work this job or I want to do this. It's just the, the way of living and like what I picture myself, uh, you know, years down the road mm-hmm. 
for sure. So is that like, what do you want to be known for? Like whenever you're um, 70 years old, what do people know you for? I definitely, uh, well, I mean, I want to be kind of like what you said. Like, I mean, honestly, um, doctor, like, or was it the doctor that you're like talking about just earlier? Yeah, my grandpa. Yeah. Um, that like you know like the people person like you're walking like you're like someone like where if you're around like you get like a positive vibe like you like bring them up mm-hmm. you know like there's everyone has those family members or like people where it's like okay you gotta like kind of mentally prepare <laughs> yeah. to be around you know what i mean yeah. and it's like you're gonna put on that face and you're gonna have like a good time but when they leave you're like oh, that was draining and so you know i want to be like the opposite of that obviously like build people up and be like wow that was Really, that was a, a really nice time I just had with him, like, or, like, you learned something. And so I want to give back. You know, I want to be that person. And that's kind of, like, why I kind of just kind of want to get involved now. Um, I mean, these are, like, great people to get involved with, you know, get your name around. Like, these are people in your community. So something that is definitely a priority for me. Okay. If that makes sense. So you bring up tithing. Do you, do you go to church around here? Uh, yeah, I go to Trader's Point. You okay. know, I, I've always been, I mean, so obviously went to like Heritage Christian. Um, you know, I've been a Christian like my entire life. I've gone through, I would say, even to this day, like seasons where like, some, like you know, sometimes I'm like really on point. Sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. So, you know, I'm, I never want to like cast judgment or do anything like that because yeah. I'm just all over the place. Yeah, I think most people are. It's yeah. good to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, myself included, you know, I grew up, in the Christian church, always, you know, every, every Sunday in church, mm-hmm. I've come and gone. Um, recently, Caitlin and I were dealing with some things that were, you know, the only option really for us was just to pray and lean on God and hope for the yeah. best. That's awesome. And, you know, th- those things are kind of funny because you realize, like, that's really all you got at the end of it. Like, yeah. There's things that you don't have control over, and the only thing you can do is just say, God, help me. Like, I need you. That's, I'm 100% in agreement with that. <laughs> and it's, it's wild how sometimes that's what, you know, would bring somebody back back to God. And that was my, my case. Like, Dude, it's, I mean, it's true. It's, uh, and I tell a story, like, all the time. Uh, so, actually, like, my parents did, um, you know, I was talking about the divorce rate. So, they didn't actually, like, formally divorce, but were separated for, like, eight years. And, um, like, my dad, and, like, what he, like, moved out. And my dad, he still uh, was going to this, like, small group. And he ended up, it was, like, all, like, with, I think, like, the same, like, couple months. Like, he had not had a job for a while. And his, one of his friends in his Bible study basically sold him his job, which is, like, a, a, just a niche job, which allows him to just travel, like, twice a week, which means he can take Kyle with him. And Kyle loves, like, driving in the truck, like, listening to country music. So Kyle goes with him, like, twice a week. But, like, more importantly, he said, like, the Holy Spirit, like, brought him, like, back to, like, my mom. And they're, like, now more in love. They built a house in Carmel, and so now when I'm around them, like, here, like I haven't, like, seen them like that in, like, my mm-hmm. entire life. Like, we couldn't go to dinners because it was just constant fighting. Yeah. And he said that was, like, the only reason, and now they're, like, more in love than, I, like, I can say, like, to a disgusting standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought I'd, like, say that or see that because it's just, like, something you just start, like, kind of start living with. Mm-hmm. Which just kind of cool. makes, you know, just part of life kind of do. Yeah, it was. That's like when they like said they're like getting back together. I was like, all right, let's give it a month or two. You know, who knows? Like, so you go down to Traders Point downtown. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We went to um, Traders Point for I think it was maybe Easter. Mm-hmm. Easter service. That was. Yeah, it's like that, the the building right by the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That dude was good. He's really good. Aaron, Aaron Brock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Zach is really good friends with him. Oh yeah, I bet. There was a, yeah, there's a. Uh, I think there are a couple people um, that you would know too. I can't think of the top of my head, but because he goes to CrossFit like Zionsville or something like that, mm-hmm. and he stops in at other gyms. But he's just uh, all around like funny. Um, always like kind of with it, but yeah, seems like a cool dude. Yeah, it definitely. It's always good whenever somebody can be relatable. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Like, I remember I took someone like one time and it was like someone who filled in for him and I was like, oh, darn it. Like, it was, <laughs> and he was kind of like stale and I was like, all right, you got to like see like Aaron though. Like, yeah. But yeah, I agree. So we're, um, actually, let me go to the restroom real quick. Excuse me. I was going to ask we'll if people right do pee back. breaks. Yeah, you need to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> be right back, folks. You keep it running? Yeah. We'll probably keep it running. So, <laughs> Butters and I met, I think, uh, through the Canal Squad, and whenever I get to the, the Canal Squad workout, he comes up to me, he's like, hey, Jeremy, what's up? I'm like, hey, and I think, I guess we had followed each other on Instagram, he's like, hey, yeah, it's me, Drew Butters. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool, and then from then on, it's just been a really cool dude, we've just... uh kind of got become friends and i told like ryan my partner is like man this is like my new favorite person but anyway i hope you guys are all enjoying this conversation um hopefully we can get him to start making everybody laugh like he always does but we will be right back folks is now and we're back sorry folks had to take a quick pee break with these uh Natty Daddy's running through the system. We wouldn't be good at a concert. <laughs> Miss the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, one time Zach and I did a podcast, and we went through two six-packs. We, we were on here for like three hours. <laughs> it was. It's just so much fun to just have some beers and just shoot the shit. It is. Guys being guys. Dudes being dudes. Bros being bros. Yeah. That's what I envisioned. I was like, man, yeah, he'll be cool with it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm going to bring some beers. Where's your, was it a clarinet you said you were going to bring? Yeah, I was totally lying about that. Oh, yeah, no musical instruments? <laughs> no. None? I tried the guitar uh, for two weeks. No, <laughs> didn't like it. Two weeks. Yeah. I took a guitar class at IU my freshman year, like, you know, spending money responsibly, you know. Right. $1,000 to a guitar class and ended up meeting one of my fraternity brothers. We weren't fraternity brothers yet, so we started this, and then we became pledge brothers, like, halfway through the course, and... Like, <laughs> basically, we never went to class, and then we asked our teacher if he wanted to smoke with us, hoping that he would get good grades, and he's like, smoke? Yeah, I mean, this was like some Spanish guy, he didn't really, <laughs> like, from Spain, not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, he just was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, failed miserably. Is that he didn't? No, he didn't, and we ended up getting, like, C's or D's. <laughs> but did, I did, so I can rock out... Gone with, or not gone with the wind, dust in the wind. Gone with the wind. Yeah, gone with the wind. <laughs> nah, dust in the, the wind. Movie. <laughs> the movie? At least the intro. Oh, you can. Yeah. That's pretty good. Probably not anymore. It's been, what, eight years? Maybe after get the dust off the guitar and all that, you might. Yeah. But yeah, I. My friend I, would I always can. like, so my friend Mike Marsh, shout out Mike Marsh. He's going to be here in December. He's from here. Um, he's like, I used to get so pissed off because he lived on my floor freshman year. I used to get so pissed off. All you would do is just play this one fucking song. <laughs> I was like, dude, I didn't play the whole song. I just played the intro. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's now, beautiful. Do, 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 do. Is this it? like in the dorm? Yeah, this is in the dorm. Yep. Oh, man. I feel like sometimes that shouldn't be allowed. Like if you have just someone who's like constantly playing. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know, because you can usually just hear it. Like, I can't imagine having that friend who, like, always, like, plays, like, you know, every time you go, like, oh, here's John again. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the guy that brings a guitar to a party. Yeah. Like, he plays two songs. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, always Wonderwall. does it. Like, it's his go-to. <laughs> like, yeah. when you see the guitar in his back, you're like, oh, this is going to be a good party. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can hear the same song six times. Yeah, you got to do the same lines and everything. Yeah, I had a friend that would, like, Whenever we'd be drunk, he'd just bust out on the piano and play the same song, and like all the girls would be like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like exactly what I'm talking about. Every yeah, time. <laughs> like if you see a piano in the room, you're like, "Well, we know what we're getting into." Yeah. We oh shit! We know how the Here night's we go again. All right, man, you're up. <laughs> yeah, this is when we're leaving. <laughs> so, did you? You went to IEPY then? So yeah, so it's actually uh, well, so I did. So I actually went um, out of college. I went and played football at Franklin, yeah, and this was kind of like. You know, I was kind of talking about how I was just like, I'm like kind of just like real bad, like growing up. It was like probably my sophomore year, I think I really started to be like self-aware and mm-hmm. become kind of like more of an adult. That's when I transferred to the Kelly School at IUPUI. But like, so like before, before that, kind of the last straw was my friend was in like California and he we started like the business where he was actually like shipping me like pounds of oh, like marijuana. Like, <laughs> and so I was like getting into that. So I was doing that simultaneously playing football and Dude, it got, like, to the point where I was, like, I was making so much money that I had to start, like, this fake lawn mowing business. <laughs> like, I, I, and I had, like... You got to wash it. Yeah, That's I had all my... I had, like, all the fake clients <laughs> and, like, everything. And I had, like, their numbers with it. I, like, let them know. And my dad was, like, super suspicious. And he, like, came and visited one time. He's like, so let me see this equipment. I was like, shoot. Oh, so God. I go to my neighbor's because I know where he, like, keeps it. And I was, like, hoping that it was, like, there. Open the door. It's a push mower with three wheels on it and cobwebs. And it, oh, like, my God. Caught me, like, right away. And, you know, luckily I got out clean, but, I mean, that just goes to show. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's easy money, too. It was, dude. It was, like, addicting. Like, dude, hell was it scary, though, on, uh, on mail day. Cause, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're, like, looking down the road, like, is someone going to be following up behind it? Or Yeah, we had a guy in our fraternity from San Diego, and we would all do the same thing. And yeah. Dude, it's like enough for the whole the whole fraternity. We had, I mean, we were the biggest house on campus, and so we had hundreds of guys, and everybody was smoking weed. Yeah, and so it was just like easy. Let's hey, let's all chip in and yeah, get a big old bag and it's yeah. And the fraternities, exactly like that was like the easiest because like the minute I got it, it was gone. Like Mm -hmm. and it was like you know you had some for yourself, but I still have. uh, I saved all the the cards I got. So it always came looking like a birthday present within the box. So it was always like a birthday card and then he wrote enjoy. And so I saved like all of those. My That's last, great. Last little memorabilia. That's funny. Not to get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is way too easy money. Yeah. There's a, uh, if there's one thing I learned around that time in my life is there's only free cheese in a mouse trap. It's one of my favorite sayings. Dude, that's smart. I've never heard that before. Yep. So I mean, I, you never really hear, like, the fact that you said you got out clean was, you know, lucky. Surprising. Yeah, you don't like, hear that a lot. No. And a lot of people get in some trouble or get themselves hurt over just some money when they could just go and do it responsibly and mm-hmm. get money that way. Yeah, when, but I say out clean, I meant nothing with the law. Right. I actually got, like, my safe stolen out of my house and, like, lost it all. I was like, I'm done yeah. with this. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it usually, I mean, if you, like, get caught, I mean... It, I feel like it always comes to where you just like are gonna like lose it all or you're 
negative or you're going to break out even. So, like, I mean, I don't hear too many stories of where, you know, you watch any movie like Blow or whatnot. Yeah. It never ends never with them being happy, ever, like, happily ever after. It's yeah. always, like, real sad. And it's like, if I could go back. It's, it's almost like, you know, heroin. It's like you never really hear somebody be like, oh, man, I'm really glad I did that heroin that one time. It's, it's true. Like, you <laughs> it don't, never like, ends well. Yeah, dude, it, it's all the same, especially like in the movies when you look at it. It's always like the, the same like timeline, like, oh, the party scene and then like the family trouble. And then they try to get back, but it's too late. Or, like, yep. As soon as you get, as soon as you step out, it's over. Yeah. yeah. You, and you think you can come back and then yeah. it's done. Yeah, it ends up being sad, but it's true. And so, yeah, so I'm definitely lucky for that. Um, but that was when, so I actually, when that's when I transferred, you know, I knew I wanted to get into business and that was like the main reason I knew I wanted to do Kelly school. Um, and it was between IUPUI and IU and I was like, I'm not about to try and go do the same thing at IU yeah. cause that's even going to be worse for me. And so yep. I chose that like the commuter school, but I landed into, met a bunch of awesome people now that I'm still friends with, uh, some of whom now in like business with like on the side. Uh, that were like great mentors and stuff, so that mm-hmm. was definitely worked out perfectly. So you have some some mentors. What are and by that I mean so just um, like so one um, her name's Daisy. She uh, was like the president of the business fraternity I was in. So not like your social fraternity. It's a mm-hmm. so like the girls and guys are in it um, and kind of just helps get you like involved with like business, like the business know how and you know the companies. And she was um, just someone, like, always, like, like let me, like, stay at her place. She's, like, really smart. I mean, like, now she worked at Ernst & Young, and uh, she was a professor of accounting at Kelly School simultaneously. And then one of our other friends in the Kelly School, they started the Halo app. If you've, like, heard of that, it's, like, micro, it's a micromanaging app. And they just went live, I think, like, three weeks ago. And she was, like, someone that I was, like, have you, like, heard of this? And, like, I wanted to get her involved. And she liked it so much. I mean, they offered her, like, a part-time job. And since then, she has since quit. And now she's, like, one of their, like, main people. And there's, like, five people in the business. And, like, since then, I kind of invested a lot mm-hmm. into that. But she's always been, like, someone who's, like, very intelligent, very smart. I mean. I think I've heard of the Halo app, but it might have been through you. So they, uh, it might have been through me. Like, they're uh, pretty close with uh, Plug. Yeah. And, like, so, like, they're always at, like, at kind of, like, their events. Okay. Um, it might, I don't know. It might've been through me, but yeah. I mean, I had never heard, heard of that type of app, like, you know, small loans okay. and whatnot, but that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to do well. They're uh, the people on it. Like, so like Mario and Josh and like Daisy, like them, they all have like a really good background. Like Mario came from, uh, Angie's list and home advisor was their top sales rep nationwide. And he walked away from that with the other Dang. top sales rep. And for wow. just, yeah, for them to like walk away from that. That's a lot of money they're walking away from. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, One of my mentors worked at Andy's List. So I know that they changed kind of their commission structure. Commission structure. Yeah, not in their favor. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but he, like he was telling me, and he was like one of my mentors, and he was telling me, he's like, dude, the last quarter that I worked there, I made $39,000. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, like how they like had it. Like, I think, uh, Hopefully, like, he don't care if I say this, but, like, he, like, bought him and his wife each a Maserati. You gotta. Yeah, <laughs> that's my next car. I'm driving right. this. It just sounds ridiculous, but this piece of shit Beamer that I got. Right. Dude, it's, like, 167,000 miles now. It's just, like, puttering along. Yeah. But I love it so much. Yeah. Was I it, what, was it, like, your first car? Or? No, it probably wasn't. No, it's my second. So, it's my second BMW. I got one. So, I took all my money that I saved up in high school and graduation money, and I got a... 
a five series like right after high school and I fell in love. Like So you're a car guy. Oh, I love cars, <laughs> man. I love cars. You you a car guy? I don't know too much about them now. Okay. So I didn't really know much about them. I just knew I loved the way that it felt to drive this right. thing. And like with my like with that my specific BMW, one. Yeah, so it's a new yeah, it's a new one. It's the same exact car, mm-hmm. so five series, and it's just ten years newer. Or eleven years newer. Okay. And uh and yeah, man, they just drive different, man. It's like the faster you go, the better control you have. And <laughs> boy, I, I got a lead foot anyway. And but yeah, now it's just like, man, if I get this thing above sixty anymore, I'm. So what's the next move? Just get the the newer one. I don't know, man. Like, uh, so I do all my out of out of necessity more than mm-hmm. love. I started doing my own work on my car. Mm-hmm. So a couple years ago, the reason I got this car is I was in I was doing a sales job where I was making some like money that I'd never seen before. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be rich. I might as well get this car now. And so <laughs> I bought this car I couldn't really afford, and then I switched jobs, and my income was, like, not decimated, but lowered significantly. Yeah. And uh, then something, like, the transmission went out, which is, you know, obviously it's the most expensive part. And so luckily I had a warranty for that. Then something else went wrong. And something transmission? Else went wrong. Yeah. Wow, okay. So the transmission was replaced under warranty. But then other things just kept going wrong. As soon as one thing goes wrong with these cars, they're so finely tuned that one one little nut falls apart, the whole thing just starts. Well, geez, like, transmission usually, like, totals the car, doesn't it? Uh, ye- Well... Maybe, probably not in this car. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's probably, I think it was like a $7,000 transmission. Okay. That would, that would uh, Yeah, not in like it. the nicer ones, I'm guessing. So, I don't know. I mean, transmissions, they're expensive, but they're not. They wouldn't total a car. This yeah. car is worth a decent amount. Right. And, yeah, uh, maybe I'm just looking at the cheaper ones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so after that, like, things, little things kept falling apart. And I'm like, gosh, this is going to break me. Like, I can't afford to keep doing this. And so... Mm-hmm. Just went on YouTube, went on some forums, and started fixing stuff myself. And it sort of became like a, a hobby because it's like there's nothing like trying to figure out what's working, not working, and trying to fix it. It's just like a really hard problem solving set. So do you have a garage? I mean, I have a garage in my you house. Do it in like yeah. That. Yep. So I just moved Caitlin's car out into the driveway and <laughs> do all my work. Yeah. Put it I, up on the jacks and the jack stands. My dad definitely made me do that, but it was just like oil changes and like mm-hmm. everything else. I mean, he bought like all the stuff to like do it for, but. If I try and do it now, I feel like I never have the right tool. Like, it's like they only <laughs> yeah. make that tool just for this, and, like, you have to go out and buy it. Like, it's just like, yep. what the hell? Like, they are doing this on purpose. Like The guys at uh, AutoZone, like, know me personally. They're like, oh, you're back again, huh? Why don't you guys, why don't you just get rid of that car? I was like, man, I can't. I love it. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, yeah, I, I never have the right tools, but AutoZone's three or four minutes away from my house, so I just pop house. over there. Yeah. But I got that card they have, and if you spend more than $20 the rewards five times, card? yeah, then you get free $20. And so I'll be, like, <laughs> spending $12, like, oh, shit, I got to get my $20. Yeah, I got to get so one I more. Spend 10 How more. about this car flashlight? <laughs> but, yeah, cars. Anyway, long story short, I yeah. love working on my car. So what's the next move? How much longer do you think you have that? Uh, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, man. So you if know? it doesn't, what's the next one? You know, you can get a Tesla now for pretty cheap, from what I've heard. Yeah, I drove a Tesla um, a couple months ago with Jordan. Um, he, he rented a te- or not rented. He like used a Tesla for a day, like test driving. Yeah, and like the actual test drive or through like. Yeah, so it's like a twenty-four hour test drive. Oh wow! I'm gonna and do that. yeah, I mean anybody <laughs> can do it really. Wow. And we had this Model X, and I drove it, and dude, it, it was the most amazing experience. Like I'm a car guy, mm-hmm. and 
I'm driving down the interstate going 70, and then I just barely push my toe down a little bit harder. Next thing I know, I'm going 90. It's not like a, uh, not like an exponential rise where you like go a little faster, then faster, then really f- much faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like linear, so it's like you're going yeah. 70, then you're going 90. Most crazy. fun. Was I've it one ever of those had. self-drive ones? Yeah, it had. Yeah, it had that. That's that's that's, that's, that's crazy. I can't even still believe that. And my brother said he was in it. And he was eating Taco Bell with his boss as they were just going. I was like, Yeah. What? You have to put your. You have to keep your hand on the wheel. Yeah. So it's like that, and then it's like really now just on like highways for the most part. Because mm-hmm. once you get on like out, off that, you pretty have to like do it yourself. Yeah. But I just think of like iRobot or whatever that is. Like mm-hmm. when he like starts driving like manually, like you're driving manually, you're going sixty miles per hour. That that'll kill that's you. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I, I mean, I've heard about that, but I didn't know it was, like, in just about every model now. Mm-hmm. That's so just it's, crazy to me. It's bizarre. Like, you can see, it's almost like a, they have these sensors, and obviously that's how they work, but mm-hmm. they have these sensors that you basically get, like, an overhead view of the car, and you can see everything around you. And it, like, will keep you in the lane. It, you know, lets you know when somebody's over here that you can't see. Yeah. But, like, these self-driving cars are, everybody knows, obviously, but. They're yeah. gonna be everywhere. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I it's like it's just crazy to me. They think like how it like still like just adapts to like. I mean, there's just so many factors that you have to keep in mind. Like mm-hmm. what could happen? Like, it's a bird going crazy on you, or like you know flying down. Or, like who knows? Just or just like a crazy pedestrian. Like, but it accounts for that. And I haven't heard of any like accidents. Mm-hmm. At least none I've heard of. Yeah, one of my mentors just got a 2020 BMW 750. So I have heard of that. It is <laughs> ridiculous. Have you seen it? Yeah, I got. To, he took me on a ride in it last week, and he dude, let you like, drive it. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I didn't ask, but I wasn't prepared. Next time, we were on a country road, and like we pulled out of his neighborhood, and we're going like ninety, and it feels like you're going thirty. That's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad though. You know oh how fast you're going? Yeah, just I have 15. no idea actually. Can you tell me? One hundred fifty. <laughs> But it, there's just so many cool, like, um, bells and whistles these days. Yeah. But I'm not all acclimated with all that, but I've definitely, I mean, I like seeing, like, some of my buddies have gone in it. It's just, like, crazy, the stuff that goes into them. I mean, yeah, I couldn't, little, I couldn't even begin to start speaking about it. Yeah. But do you have, a, do you have a, like, a dream car? Uh, a, a nice truck. Always, nice like, truck. A, a good truck, yeah. It okay. doesn't, you know, I've been with Ford, uh, and I know a lot of people hate on Ford because, you know, that always have to like uh, put your money into it and it like kind of dies on you which i've already done but it's, for me like the one i've had is actually it was my buddy's um he like spent like a year looking for it and he got it and he then went to the marines and he's like i gotta sell it and uh for one i was like why would you sell it you know just like still like hold on to it but he wanted to get rid of it and i bought it right there then on the spot and i've had that like ever since little i know there was like engine damage and stuff that i've already repaired but i put so much money into it now i'll hold mm-hmm. on to it for a while that's kind of how i feel about this is i've spent so much time and money keeping it afloat it's just like i might as well just keep it wouldn't make sense to get rid of it yeah yeah but i think what we're what we're gonna do is probably get caitlin a new car first because she's just driving a little honda civic i want to get her in like a basically i want to get her in a tank <laughs> that'll probably be a good move especially with the baby coming <laughs> you can edit that out yeah we'll edit that out um but yeah, we want to. <laughs> yes, we haven't shared that. Okay, <laughs> we're halfway there, but we haven't shared it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I want to get her in a in a tank, and I'll probably just drive her little go kart around for a while. It's pretty fun to drive. What, what does she have? She just has a little Honda Civic. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, the Honda, old Honda Civic with like no tent, and so you can see everything inside. Oh yeah. 
Nice. But, I mean, she has nothing in her car, so it's... Yeah. She's, like, one of those people that she uses her car to go to and from work, and that's it. Yeah. So there's nothing in there. I just have never liked that, because, like, on the highway, you feel like you're so, like, exposed. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, like, the trucks and everyone around you. Like, nowadays in Indy, you're in traffic all the time, so you're always at, like, a standstill. Yep. But... <laughs> <laughs> So the good news is I think we're about to share our news with everybody, but yeah. I'll have to get her permission before I post this. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was on me. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, our, like most of our friends know. This could be the, this could be the going out uh, podcast. Yeah, the coming out. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we're having a baby. The gender reveal. Yeah. Yeah, having a little boy. Yeah, lucky you. I can't wait, man. I bet. Now I'll never see you around. I already don't. I know. Well, I mean, I don't... <laughs> it's all right, man. You got your own business. You got all this stuff going. That's why I never give you a hard time Yeah. about not being out there, especially... I didn't know it was that far for you either, so... Yeah. It's like... It's a good 30 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ever switch up the, the days. Like... You know what's funny, and I kind of feel really bad about it, <laughs> is Roger and I were talking, and... Uh, He's like, you know, most people voted for Wednesdays, but you said you had Wednesday meetings, so you, so you asked me to do it Tuesday. I was like, oh, now I gotta Wait, go. Wait, the most people voted for it to have it on Wednesdays? Yeah. Oh wow, I'm glad they didn't, because that would have been a bad time for me. Yeah, I mean, now it's Tuesdays, and everybody knows it's Tuesdays, so it works. Yeah. But uh, sorry to let the cat out of the bag, Roger. If you're listening to this, we love you. <laughs> love you, Ro Ro, Ro Ro Gadget, Roger that. <laughs> so he's done two of them. Hmm? He's done two podcasts. So he was on the old one that we didn't... I don't even think we released it. Oh, okay. Um, but he was on with a group of people. The one that we did on this, on Just My Thoughts was his first like one-on-one. So is that you on the cover? Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was so... <laughs> are you naked? <laughs> yeah, I'm bare-ass naked. I yes, like sir. that one. Caitlin was pissed. She's like, what are you thinking? So <laughs> she made me put where it says Just My Thoughts. It was just letters before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so you couldn't like, really see anything, but you could definitely tell more. But yeah. now there's a block behind just my thoughts. Yeah. Where's that at? That's a good photo. Your hair looks good, too. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> at the JW the morning after my wedding, and I was still fucked up. Did she take it? Yeah, she took it. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Naked in my, my wedding. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah. I should have known it was you, but I had to double check because it looked like a good photo. Oh, so, yeah, I can't have good photos. I didn't, Thanks, know, I didn't know if you were <laughs> capable of it. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, there's another really good photo from that morning. Like, I went down. So, first of all, we had we had an open bar. We got married at the library downtown. Mm-hmm. Had open bar. And I had a really good time at the wedding. Great time. <laughs> a and, lot of uh, good drinks then. A lot of good drinks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the next morning, I went down and got some breakfast. And so, I had my, my pants on with my, my suspenders and a white T-shirt. And I had mm-hmm. my sunglasses on. She got me a pair of really nice Versace sunglasses for my wedding present which I subsequently lost. I was going to ask if you still had them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I'm sitting at the bar and like we had a a room block at the JW Mm -hmm. and I'm just sitting down there. I'm just so fucked up, just shoveling eggs and gravy in my mouth trying to come to. With the glasses on still? Yeah, yep, with the glasses (laughs) on still. And then some of her friends came downstairs and snapped a really good picture of me just like. (laughs) (laughs) You got to show that to me sometime. I got it somewhere. Yeah. The JW is a good place to have it. I've had a couple of friends have it there, uh, their weddings there, and mm-hmm. I just, I, uh, I love the JW. Yeah, we just had our room block there. Our wedding was at the library. We got married out in the garden at the library, and then oh yeah, that's what I meant. Just the like the after party yeah. and stuff like there. Yeah. I don't even know if they do weddings there. I mean, I they might, but 
I know a lot of people. Very romantic. No, a lot of big old conference rooms though. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. It'd be in a conference room. I actually don't know if they do weddings there, but I do know it's the place to be before and after. Yeah. So the uh, the day that we met, or that Jordan and I had that Tesla, we went down to the JW. Met with uh, a guy that we really like. His name is David Meltzer. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you ever heard of him. I haven't. He's a. So you know the movie Jerry Maguire. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Definitely. He, Show me the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a better voice. So he was the CEO of that company that was based around that guy, like Jerry Maguire. So the movie was based around the guy that started this company. He became the CEO of that company. But now he's like really... Oh, really? He's, he's got a huge Instagram account, and he's just like a another level human being. And we went down there, to, and we talked to him and met with him. And uh, Josh Posley, who was on my my podcast i don't know maybe two or three weeks ago mm-hmm. he was there that day that's how he and i met but we met uh, at the jw and there was just like we saw adam Schefter, we saw like so many people from the nfl because it was during the combine and the jw is yeah, like right, the spot yeah. in indianapolis Jeez. good to see though well yeah so now i because that's I, it's been so popular with all the like uh, with Lucas Oil and everything. That's I think the reason they're building that one. Um, I don't know what's called. It could be able to be done, but the one across from Baker's Life. It's supposed to be to the standard of like a Carlton. Hmm. You know what I'm? T- yeah. So it's like the hotel that's going up uh, right there. I'm not sure what it's called, but it's because of you know that type of standard of what people want when they come into town and like they come to like a Pacers game or all events they're doing or especially like Lucas Oil. So it's not going to be obviously as big, but. Mm-hmm. That was from what I was told, like what they're doing there with that hotel. So you were talking about plug earlier. Have you gone down to where they do kind of their work? So I, I went to one of their events and it was actually like so uh, like super funny because I had no idea like what this was, but um, it wasn't their app launch party, was it? It wasn't their no. It was um, kind of their beta testing. So like um, we were kind of like do it and we go into the room and be like, what do you like? What do you dislike? Like that kind of stuff. Um, but what was like really funny was I, so I went with like Daisy who I was talking about, who did like the Halo app cause they all go there. Mm-hmm. And the minute I go in there, I see this guy that I recognize. And so he's obviously the, the owner and Landon. Know, yeah. Who yeah. like started it. And I ran into him like four years ago at sushi boss and I'm standing there in line and he's behind me and he's like, just started a conversation with me. He's like, so what do you do? And like, he's like, do you have a business card? I was like, Oh no, I don't. He's like, <laughs> then that he gave his pitch about like what he's doing. And he's like, you know, I'm starting this app because like he found out I was in it. And so I think he was like, uh, you know, thinking I'm like a developer, but I just like recruit the developers. And so he started like talking to me about it, like getting involved. And like, so we like exchanged Instagram accounts and did all that. And, you know, I never like did much with it after. I think he unfollowed me like about two months later, but (laughs) (laughs) I remembered him distinctly. And then I went up to him. I was like, dude, you remember me? Sushi boss. He's like, Oh shoot. Like butters. Like he said like the same thing. And it was just like a small world. How like it comes around, but I mean, it's a good idea. I think will like be interesting to see where it comes off, but that's like about the extent of how involved I am with it. Yeah, I met Landon a few years ago. He did a photo shoot uh, for one of my friends, who I'm trying to get on the podcast, um, Devin. Mm-hmm. And I met Landon, and he was kind of telling me about this idea, and I was like, okay, that sounds cool if you can if you do it. And then this was like three or four years ago, and then finally this year they they got it out, which is yeah. great for them. But it took it took a long time. There's always a yeah, it's it's always a lot of hiccups and stuff that you don't account for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the Halo one, I think that came out a year later than mm-hmm. expected. Yeah, I mean, shit, our, our application is still, like, so much more that we have to do. What, it's like just, on your on the website? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we have it built right now so we can transfer it over to a mobile application. Yeah. 
but I mean, it has to actually. There are things that it can't do just yet that we. It would be stupid for us to put on an app. Yeah, I hear you. Because like, I is that like uh like stuff like when you were telling me what did you call those three things like when you wanted me to sign up for the five k and you're like go to the three pillars or whatever and I did it and the link wasn't there like it wouldn't load and you're like oh I gotta fix that. You know no, what I'm talking about? Wait. No, tell me more. Uh, it was when, like, you wanted me to sign up for the the race, mm-hmm. and you told me, like, where to go, and, like, the link wouldn't work when you told me, like, uh, to go to it, and you're like, oh, I got to fix that. Like, No, so I think that was, we use a Weebly website for some of the stuff, like, quick sign-up It was stuff. Weebly. It yeah. was Weebly. Okay. So we grew, we built our, our platform on the Azure cloud. Okay. And, um, I mean, it's homegrown, every bit of it. But we have it built so, like, no matter what city we're in, all we have to do is just basically change the colors. So we're in six cities now and basically just have to change the colors whenever we go. But the the integrations and, like, the process of signing up and logging in is not as clean as it needs to be. Like, who, who like, has done it all so far? So my partner, Josh, um, we actually grew up together, which is wild. Now, th- <laughs> now three of the guys on our team, we're all from my my hometown we all are working on this which is wild yeah um he he's built it all he worked at freight rover for a while Mm -hmm. um works at health x now but he's brilliant dude so he went to purdue for physics and then decided he wanted to become a coder yeah so uh he's built it all but i mean it's only one guy building it um we had a guy his name was Rhett, and he was working on the front end but he kind of ran out of things to do so right now it's just Josh kind of building out the back end. Yeah, I mean, I definitely know what you mean. When I mean, because, I mean, nowadays, I mean, so, like, for instance, I think, like, when I started, there was, like, so you have, like, your JavaScript and all the front-end technologies, and it's, like, Angular 1. Now it's up to, like, Angular 8. And mm-hmm. that's why you have, because they're just, like, just to communicate with, like, something different and, you know, like, to kind of make it, like, sleek, like what you're talking about. That's why you really do need someone who like really knows like what they're doing because even if you have like someone come in and let's say like do everything for you now mm-hmm. in about like four months time, what they did probably won't like, there's going to be something where if you want to do a link, it's not going to work because they're not going to communicate, mm-hmm. which is why you need someone who can kind of like account for that and know that. I mean, just like Azure cloud, like some people like still don't, aren't like up to date, with, up to up to date with that. Like you got Google cloud, AWS, like whatnot, but yeah, I can, you got to find like a good one. Yeah, so, like, I trust him, but it's just, it's one person doing a shit ton of people's jobs. Does he, like, still do that? Like, development, like, like, mm-hmm. okay, full-time, yep. yeah. Yep, so that's his full-time, and then he has to come one home person's and continue to do it. Yeah, it's really like tough, man. It makes things go a lot slower. So, we need to, we're at a point where we can, you know, bring on a, another part-time developer. Yeah. Um, to make it, hopefully, move a little bit faster. Man, yeah. it's just, it's tough bootstrapping a technology company. It's it's funny sometimes like I'll I'll run across people um, who I know like could do the job uh, for like a company but they have no like really professional experience but some of those like young bucks or like some people who kind of like do it on their own they're actually sometimes like the smartest or like really know because they're like they're usually like self taught for the most part yeah. and but you know I can't get them a job with like one of my clients because you know you gotta have like three years experience five years right. or something like that they don't have like any like professional experience which kind of sucks because like you talk to them on the phone they'll show them your stuff you know. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And they show you their projects. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy's legit. But that would be like, usually I feel like that type of like job for them. And then because, you know, they can show them the website. But I can't. But with a startup, those are the kind of people that I would prefer because they're, 
you know, they're showing their resourcefulness. Like they're just going to go out and do something instead of waiting to be told to do something. And that's, that's the biggest thing with a startup is we've had people that have joined us for a little bit that just, they need to be told what to do or they won't do anything. Yeah. You want, you want someone who's like motivated and mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's going to be like something that they're going to use too for yeah. on their like portfolio. I tell my guys like as much as possible, like I just want you to do it. And if it doesn't work or if it fucks things up, don't worry about it. We'll fix it. Yeah. Like I got a, a new guy and he's running our Fort Wayne page and he's like the great case study for this. He, he just does it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like anything's, if something goes wrong, it's like, I don't care. I just want you to move forward. And if, if something goes wrong or fucks up, then we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And we'll learn from it, which is even better. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, that was the reason the Halo app was like a year delayed. They actually had, they like fired their old crew and got like a new one from India I think they're like the number one uh, company in India. They like, came down for like a week and did something, and now that's why it like took off. I mean, I can never imagine getting that, like doing my own business and trying to find like, the right people, just what to pay them, how to pay them. Like it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, our partners are all working sweat equity. Um, but I mean, we've we've contracted out a little bit and paid for a little bit, and it's just. We, you want to, with a startup, we want to protect our culture. So we have to have people that fit, people that are, you know, they're just going to go out and do it. That's yeah. way more important to me than somebody that's, you know, really good, but they have to be told what to do because we don't have time for that. Yeah. So how, is it just uh, you and your partner, and then are you guys just the ones like delegating, or is there like, is there like more to it? Um, so we have four partners. Okay. So I'm the majority stakeholder. And then Ryan, he's my co-founder. We started it together. Mm-hmm. And then Josh was the third person that came on. And then we have two silent partners, so I guess that's five. Is, and Ryan's the one in Chicago? or Ryan's in San Diego. San Diego. But he's from here in Indy. Right. Yeah, he was at the bar, the bar crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I so, like I him. mean, our workflow is not very good either. Where it's, it's, I'm a bottleneck too often. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, my biggest focus this last month since the bar crawl, like... I'm trying to stay away from Instagram because I hate it currently. Uh, my biggest <laughs> my biggest thing right now is trying to rework our our work processes so I don't have to be the bottleneck anymore. Yeah, I think um, it's good to have control early on, but at this stage, like we just need to get stuff out and measure what happens and fix things that don't work. It's ironic you don't like Instagram. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's because of. So that way I always do the takeovers. <laughs> you deal with it. <laughs> I don't do, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yep. So, like, I, I don't even run, Ryan's been running our Instagram uh, yeah. for a long time. Um, we kind of, so I did it back in college. I created an account called Hoo Hoo History. And I was like, holy shit, I have 45 followers. And then that ended up getting to, like, 10,000. I was like, okay. Damn. So I just kept learning how to build these accounts. Then Ryan and I worked on one called Sports Historian on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we just did the kind of the same thing, and but it wasn't really like going anywhere. We we're just building big accounts, and he's like, "I'm going to start a fitness account." I'm like, "Dude, that's a ridiculous idea. It's nothing but booty pics and all this stuff." And then he, and you he know, nothing. It. Well, no, I mean, nothing, nothing came about. And then, um, so I was working out at LA Fitness down the street here, and I, was, I saw this like Indianapolis, the unhealthiest city in America, for the second year in a row. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so my company out of college was about, like, healthcare and health. And I learned a lot of things from that. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start the Indie Fitness Magazine called Ryan. He's like, let's do it. So we started this, the Instagram account. So he's been running the, we both ran the Instagram together for a while. 
and then he's been doing it for basically like the last two years. I wanted to ask, like, how on earth do they judge, or like, what are the qualifications that make you like the unhealthiest city? There's a lot. Like, how do they so, me- how do they measure it? Yeah. So if you want to break it down and keep it in simple, yeah, simple form, keep it in layman's there's, terms. There's two me. sides of it. So there's personal health, and then there's basically like infrastructure health. So personal health, like. They do huge surveys of when was the last time you exercised, when was the last time you ran, when was the last time you lifted weights, when was the last time you went to the park, do you smoke, what's your blood pressure, that kind of stuff. Then the other side is like the community walk score, community bike score, how many parks do you have, how many dog parks do you have. So it's basically like what's available in the city plus what's, uh, you know, the average person, what's their normal health like. Mm -hmm. And then you take those two scores, combine them and average them out, and that's your health score. So how, did, so how did you find out or how did you figure out that you want to be number one by 2027? Why that year? Uh, it just gave us 10 years. Okay. So essentially we need like a lot more parks and stuff. We need a lot more parks. We need a lot more sidewalks. Sidewalks would go a long way. Um, yeah. We have like really none downtown, none on the main roads. Really. Sidewalks? Not on like the, the busy ones. Which is, that's wild. Yeah. We have those like those bike lanes now. But I, I get so irritated at those. Like, like, so the one, like, when you're getting on, like, 65 or, or 69, 65. And the light for the bike lane is just as long as the light for us during, like, 5 o'clock traffic. Oh, like, there's no way. They, there's, you don't see, like, maybe one biker. So, I mean, I like Well, the that's the problem lane. right there is we need more people to bike. Oh, yeah. I'll see, like, one. But, but Indianapolis is also so spread out, like, the diameter of you know the metro area is so spread out compared to other major cities like that's really hurting us yeah i mean they said the super bowl it worked out well for the super bowl compared to like how like like, like how far people had to travel but yeah it's definitely a lot different like like the other cities yeah i gotta go tinkle again See, so did i yeah. <laughs> i was like dude there's, there's no way i'm yep. going twice yeah i know man broke the seal <laughs> We're back on. So I think we're, this is the uh, most pee breaks that we've ever had in one episode. <laughs> That's why I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> how many have you done? Like, yeah. I could have done three. That's how you know the podcast is going well. Yeah. So hopefully we still have some listeners here. Um, I think we're coming up. I mean, we're pretty close. We're going to break my, my record. I'm, I really want to get up to, like, three-hour episodes. Uh, we need some so, more Natty Daddy. Yeah, I know. We need some more Natty Daddy. <laughs> And if you do an evening time, I'll be, like, available all right, the whole yeah. time for an evening time. So I want to start doing these. I'm doing the first one this Friday. It's just going to be, like, roundtables. I'm just going to get groups of, like, three or four friends mm-hmm. and just talk for, like, on Friday evenings for however long it goes. I think those would be really fun. So I have one. Um, That'd be fun for you, too, and, like, yeah. the group. Yeah. So, like, I'll have one. I have one this Friday with a group of guys I used to work with selling this software. Uh, one is an Iraq veteran. One I've had on this podcast, his name is Brayden. He just knows a lot about a lot. Mm-hmm. And then one is, he was working with us too, but he does like software sales now. And he's just like an interesting guy. So it should be a fun, fun episode. That'll be Friday. 
Pretty excited about that. But you guys have plans like you're going out like dinner before or anything nope. after? We're just meeting up here. We're gonna probably have some beers and uh, just talk. Another thing about this group is we all have completely differing opinions on literally everything. Yeah. It's the only group chat that I've ever been a part of. Like we we haven't worked together in like three years, but we still talk every day and we still argue with each other every yeah. day in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be fun. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. We got. Uh, is that still going to be? Je- you said that's going to be like roundtables, like a different thing, other so than just my be, thoughts. Or it's going to it's going to be on just my thoughts, but okay. it's just going to be instead of like a one on one conversation, it's just going to be, um, you know, three people or four people sitting around a table talking. Like I think a good one would be uh, you, Roger, and Earl. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. book it. Yeah, let's book it ASAP. Yeah. I think that, that one would be fun. That'd be good. Those are, yeah, I mean, I'd say that just because of, like, you three in general, just, like, hearing you guys' thoughts and stuff like that, can usually piggyback off something, or you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, by the way, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, four hours later. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the goal. Uh, but, yeah, I'd like to have these. And then I also want to do some working on, one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because I really love I have a wide array of interests. So, like, I love history. I love space for some reason. Like, I was called Space Boy when I was in, like, third grade because I knew every, all the stats about how far the sun was. <laughs> and so, like, I just want to do, like, individual ones where, like, I'll do some research and talk about, like, Teddy Roosevelt. He's my favorite president. Yeah, we are. We're the same on that. I'm not a huge space guy, but I think it is, like, 93 million miles away. Mm-hmm. So I do know that, but I am, yeah. I am a huge, huge history guy. Really? Yeah, I've gone to, like, I went, like, when the... Titanic Museum was in Chicago. I've gone like three times. Like Dude, I've seen the movie. Awesome. Like I think I went to that when I was maybe when I was a kid. I don't know if it, I could be wrong. It was so cool. I mean, just like when you. I mean, when you're just like even like if, like when I went to Texas and like you see like the JFK spot mm-hmm. and just like to like where the X is, like you just kind of just like kind of trance like. And I'm always visualizing like you know if you just took a camera right here and reverse it the whole way like all of that like, I just will just get like caught up and just like. Jeez, I just went to like uh, Pennsylvania for my, you know, my brother's wedding and just all that stuff there. Like, you know, this was the first, this, this church has been here since there. And Mm -hmm. it's like crazy, all that stuff, Rocky, all that. I read a biography about JFK and like one thing that I've noticed in a lot of history, um, like Julius Caesar is another one, but the wives always know ahead of time before these things are going to happen. So the morning before JFK had the, you know, the car ride going through the city of Dallas, Jackie was like, I don't have a good feeling. We shouldn't go. And then that happened. Same thing with Caesar, his, not his wife, but it was basically his, his lover. She's like, today you, you shouldn't go in today. And next thing you know, he gets stabbed by like 30 people. Uh, I wonder if Mary Todd ever said anything, because then I'd believe it. <laughs> Mary Todd knew it all. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's That's your favorite great. era of history? Do you have any that? Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say like around like the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Era, like, I mean, like I've always kind of like dreamed of like going to like. I mean, I know you can't do it, but if you like just go to Gettysburg, mm-hmm. like had it just to yourself for like a little bit, you just took like a metal detector. Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff that you would just find there, like I mean, just like those facts, like. The amount of horses that died during yeah. Gettysburg is just like all that stuff is just crazy. How many people died that day? I think, oh man, I, I, I want to be, I don't want to say it like now because I know I'll get it wrong, but mm-hmm. I remember I was like staggered about the amount of horses that died that day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, girls I always don't like hate, like seeing that, like, oh no, they poor animals. Yeah. Like, so like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't either, but it's just those numbers are like crazy. And I always like kind of think, like, you know, now, like, you know, like, would you like serve your country? 
the question is like, would you do it back then? Because mm-hmm. like you get just like nicked in the leg, it's coming off. Yeah. Like you know, and then you risk like some sort of infection and stuff like that. Like that's like when you really put, I don't know, that yourself to like the, the question on that. And that was the bloodiest war in history up to that point. And yeah. It was in the same like it was within one country, which is just wild. Yeah. It's just all that stuff is like cool. Just the fact that. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Even just like the revolution, the fact that even we won that. Just like, yeah, I think that's a case of just guerrilla warfare versus yeah, like uh, versus same situation as like Vietnam or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like with Vietnam, like it's not a war you can win because it's just yeah, they're just doing different shit. And yeah, you try and fight the last war instead of fighting the war that you're in right now. But we got to give us credit because that was when we were still doing the standard, like, you know, the gentlemanly thing where you just stand in a line and you just, like, take it. Like, Vietnam, like, obviously, like, I think, like, half the reason was we couldn't even, like, find them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're underground. Is that the gentlemanly like, thing or the dumb It was. Thing? Like, you were a kid. No, it's, I, that's what, yeah, that's why they kind of, like, changed it up. Like, but you are apparently, like, a coward and you weren't noble or mm-hmm. whatnot if you didn't fight that way. And that's, like, kind of weird. Like, honor, like, honor is important, but it's also kind of stupid in some, some scenarios. Like, Definitely. uh... Like, if you know you're going to die, like, according to Sun Tzu from The Art of War, like, you don't fight if you know you're going to lose. Like, that's just dumb. Yeah, like, but then back then, it was just like, oh, it's honorable, so you got to die. Yeah, like, seriously, like, like what, do you have to, what do you have to pay or what do you have to say to the drummer yeah. who's going in second <laughs> yeah. line out there? Like, you, there is, like, absolutely no way. Like, yeah, play your heart out, man. Yeah, gosh, let me just put all the attraction right to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that stuff is just, like, it's just crazy how things have changed. But, like, I... I don't think I'd have done it. Like, definitely not a drummer. It's different times, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And you at that don't time, know what you're getting that's into. the right thing to do, right? And you probably don't know what you're getting into. You don't have the news telling you, like, what it is. Right, so you yeah. just think you're going to, like, you know, like, war or battle. Well, that's probably one of the reasons that we, you know, I hate to say we we lost the Vietnam War, but we definitely didn't win. No, and that, a lot of that, that was because I think that, of the I, media. It's definitely true. That's right when the media came into play and then all the the images and stuff like that, it's now like the Americans start seeing it and like, why are we there and stuff like that. And I think it was the first time, you know, like, or just like everyone in charge, like the president, everything started having backlash. Mm-hmm. And, but that's definitely what I've heard like a million times. Mm-hmm. Cause that's right when the media came into play. I mean, some of those like images are like Pulitzer prize images. Right. Yeah. Is there a reason that the civil war stands out to you as one of your favorites? Um, I think, well, just yeah honestly just because it was like how to see how much of a difference our like country could have been obviously you know the revolution but it was like the first time like it's just crazy that we were that divided Mm -hmm. and i think it was honestly like the first kind of war i ever ever learned about so it like stuck with me Mm -hmm. well it's an important war yeah no it's like so it, it was and i think it just always stuck with me like how just like crazy it was. Like, I mean, I love like Abraham Lincoln, probably still one of my favorite presidents just to see how divided we were and that turmoil. There's just like so much stuff that I still don't know mm-hmm. and unknown. And so it's, I think I just like want to learn more. I haven't been too much into it or like learning where I'm like reading where mm-hmm. I was like back in the day, but something like if I ever see like a documentary or yeah. if I'm like flipping through the channels and I see something, I'm always like, I stop. So wildly enough, the civil war, uh, was never like something that really caught my interest too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, so I have Audible, and I really started getting into the great courses. I don't know if you ever heard of those, Mm-mm. but they're like instead of just listening to a regular audio book, you listen to like in like a a course from a college. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I've been getting into those a lot. And then one of them that I, that I went through was the history of the United States. And it started from basically the time when, you know, we landed here on this beautiful land to basically present day. Mm-hmm. And it really went into depth on the reasons for the Civil War. And I think that time has really done a disservice to explaining what the Civil War was really about. It was more about the economy than it was about, you know, the freeing of the slaves. Yeah. And, like, so I, I'm a big fan of Abraham Lincoln and what he did, but I also think he gets way too much credit for being this wonderful guy that ended slavery because it was more about the economy than mm. anything. Yeah, and that's why you still feel, like, like see people, um, you know, if, if they have the Confederate flag and obviously, like, of what everyone's first connotation is, is to be like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for them, like, they're still, it's like, it was like states' rights. Like, that's not, mm. like, what everyone's thinking is, oh, you support slavery. It's like, no, that's right. not what they're, like, thinking, like, Mm-hmm. And that's just a lot of, you know, where it becomes like you have to like really look at and listen to other people's perspectives before you like you start like judging them on that. But yeah, I think you're like totally right on that. Are you into anything like um, like ancient history at all? Uh, I mean, not too much, but I mean, it's still history. So, you know, anything like something like that comes on, like I, I still want to know like how the hell those stone hedges were there, how the hell those pyramids were built. Because I remember reading something like one time, like how like just where they are on the earth and how they, mm-hmm. like, when the sun is, like, stuff like that, how it's, like, the numbers, I can't remember, like, with astrology, like, how that stuff aligns up, like, how, how right. like... And they're <laughs> so massive, and this was, like, 5,000 years ago. Like, how could they possibly build this? Like, I, I don't have any conspiracy theories on, like, it was aliens that helped them build it. I don't think that yeah. necessarily, but, you know, but there's how? an argument to be made. It's just, like, how the hell... There's no way that millions of slaves could have built the pyramids. They had to be, like, finely skilled workers. Yeah, well, and the stone hedges. Like, how, mm-hmm. does anyone have an answer for that? Yeah, I don't know much about those. Yeah, I just, I don't know too much either. I just know that they are big and that they're there and they're... Yeah, they're big and they're there. <laughs> they're and, and we don't there. know why. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the pyramids too, but, I mean, they're those are big too, but they're, apparently, like, there's a lot of reasoning for where they are placed and, like, how they are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, anything history always will like grab my attention. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you get me in a room with someone who knows what they're talking about, and I just like jaw like, like open mouth, just listening to them. Like, no way. Like, the actual like that's crazy, but the genuine that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the wild thing is, like, the more that I've, it's become like a love of mine is learning about the history of mankind. How, it's people weren't different from us mm-hmm. like we have different tools to play with and different things we are capable of doing with technology but like the political intrigue the backstabbing the human nature has not changed in thousands and thousands of years no behind it all we're all the same right isn't that yeah. crazy yeah so some uh, some eras some seasons you have like a lot more opportunities than others like i always think back like if i was back in western times like Mm-hmm. I feel like the probability of me being like a bank robber <laughs> would have been like pretty high yeah. just because of like the easeability. I used to think about that one, like when I was a kid. I was like, man, I could be like a really great villain or I could do some good. I don't know which one I'm going to go yeah, to. Like, one or the other. If you just pick your side and you go 100% at it, I feel yeah. like you're going to be good at it. Give it your all, man. Yeah, you like, a great well, yeah, bank robber. Like one sheriff or like one th- <laughs> <laughs> or like just go town to town. But yeah, that's, man, that's a whole like different lifestyle. Like, But you're right the same we're still the same like humans how did you get into 
like, is there a moment in time, like, when you were a kid that you can remember, like, learning about the Civil War, and you're like, oh, man, this is interesting? No, actually, so my brother actually was the one who wanted to be a history major. Really? Yeah, um, and I think... It, can, I, can I interrupt you really quick? Yeah. If anybody knows any history majors or historians in general, please reach out so I can get contact with them. I really want to get some historians on the podcast so I can have conversations with them. But please continue. Your brother was a history major? <laughs> no, I think I definitely could do that. But yeah, so it was just, uh, he was obviously the grade behind me, so we were always kind of doing the same courses. Um, and so like whatever I learned or I didn't pay attention to, he would always be following the next year. And would always uh, gather insight or, you know, just we're just brothers and we're talking and he, he just like knows his like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's a documentary guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it was just like that. So he's like, definitely, he's not a history major, but he'd be someone I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I know he knows that people are, but yeah, I mean, there was never any defining like moment. I just always like have been interested. I mean, just even like downtown's history, mm-hmm. you know, like learn like what was right here, like in the 1800s, like stuff like that, like where the old train station was, that is now the mall. Right. Stuff like that. So my friend uh, that I was talking about earlier, um, he's like one of my mentors. He, um, he grew up here in Indianapolis and he's, he's older than us. And he said like his house was in the Clearwater area. It's like Keystone area. Okay. And there was nothing around whenever he was a kid. It was just, there was nothing there. And that was like a suburb of Indianapolis. And now it's just like, now it's one of the busier areas of town. Yeah. It's just grown so much. To be able to see that kind of growth like throughout the city, I, w- I would like yeah. to learn more about Indianapolis history. Um, but I'm more interested in like the world history. Yeah, I don't know how much. I mean, there's obviously history, but not none that's going to be as intriguing as like stuff on the East Coast or world mm-hmm. history like type of stuff. As far as in, in my mindset, did you get to see anything cool in Philly? Um. I mean, we did, like, we did one of those, and it's, like, really all I wanted to do was after the wedding was that, that bus tour where we kind of just went by, mm-hmm. but this was, like, the day after the wedding, and we had already bar hopped, so at the time, I recalled it all, and now I'm just like, well, yeah. I can kind of remember, but, yeah. like, I think, I, I want to say, like, we saw, like, Rosa Parks' house, if I might have been, like, right with that, um, obviously, the Liberty Bell, and, like, that cool stuff, obviously, Rocky's uh, area, which I've already seen that, but just like that area in general. And then like there was one year I went to up to Boston and uh, it was for like a company trip and like, just like the streets where it's the same brick and they haven't like removed it. Nice. Like that's real cool. Like yeah. they actually like keep it, like, it, like keep it the same. I was just, listening to a book the other day and I was walking into Kroger and he's like, here's something to think about. Think about somebody that was like hundreds of years ago, walking in the same exact spot that you're walking in dude like, ex- huh. exactly how my mind works i'm just like just looking at like that like that one brick or something like that yeah and what's what i how many people has this brick seen yeah exactly that's exactly how my brain works that's it's true cool. though are you a you like ben franklin uh, i mean I, I don't dislike him okay but i don't know too much about him. he's like my, <laughs> he's so he's probably my favorite like probably my favorite all-time entrepreneur really mm-hmm and so he like made his name in Philadelphia. So I don't know if that came up at all during your. He definitely came up. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I've never. I mean, I know like electricity and all that, but I don't know like before that or. Mm-hmm. So he worked. In I his... didn't know he was an entrepreneur. I knew yeah. He was, I knew he was an inventor. Yeah, he was more of an entrepreneur than an inventor. He was so he. Uh, his br- older brother had a printing shop that he worked at, and so 
like when he was a kid, he would like write, and they were called the Silence Do Good Letters. If you watch National Treasure, you might remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was just a kid, like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid sending in these letters to the newspaper, and they would print them thinking that it was just like some random woman <laughs> complaining about her husband. And then he, his older brother, he told his older brother that it was him, and his older brother beat the hell out of him. But he ended up leaving his brother and you know had his own printing press, he uh, he's responsible for the U.S. postal system the way it is now, and obviously he's one of the most responsible people for us being a sovereign nation. Yeah, he was Gee. the diplomat between the the U.S. and the French, which is the reason that we ended up winning the war anyway. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't know all that. Yeah, he's like one of the most. So, like everyone knows, Ben Franklin was important, but I don't think they realize how important he was. No, yeah, you know he's important, but I, I mean, just you saying the diplomat for the like the French and the U.S. like because that's true. Like mm-hmm. they're the ones who like kind of came to our rescue to. He was the put guy. the nail in the coffin. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'll do some more happen. research on that then. Yeah. The uh, have you ever heard of Walter Isaacson? Yeah. So he has you know the the Steve Jobs biography. He did an Einstein biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his books was called. Um, Wow, why am I forgetting this? It's about the like the history of computers and computing. That was one of my favorites, the innovators. The so innovators. It talks, yeah, so it talks about like how the computer came about, and it really started in like the mid eighteen hundreds with this gigantic machine that could like yeah like make size, decisions. size of a building at yeah. the time or something like that. It was just like a mechanical mechanical machine that would choose like one or two, and then like, you could spit out different different things. Yeah, and uh, just how it you know these machines turn into computers over time. Mm-hmm. That was a good one, but he also did a Ben Franklin biography, and it's that's when I fell in love with Ben Franklin. Like that dude was a G. Yeah, you read a lot. I gotta look at your book list. Mm-hmm. My grandma always uh, gets us books uh, for Christmas, so I'll probably. That's all I ask for every Christmas is books. Is it? Yep. That's that's what I'll get a lot of this year. So I'll look at your list. I remember you came out with a list about a couple months ago, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a month ago. Yeah, I need to update that list, but I just it was I a lot. Sat down. Yeah, there's 50-something on there, but this is... I came up with the list, like, uh, two years ago, and I wrote little uh, book reviews on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been two years, so there's plenty of books that I need to add to that. But I also, I don't read... Sit down and read as much as I used to. I used to read, like, as many books as possible, and now I'm at a stage where I want to read as much about one thing as possible so I can become... Yeah, that makes that sense, understands though. things better. But I think... Becoming a bookworm right after college was the best thing I ever that ever could have happened to me because I got so much information from so many different areas pouring into my brain mm-hmm. and uh, kind of forming, or really, <coughs> really forming who I have become. And now I just kind of want to learn more about things, go deeper instead of wide. Deeper into what? Maybe. Just deeper. So, I mean, like history is one of my favorites. I really like technology. Um Technology, I feel like, would be a good one. Yeah. In your profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the <coughs> innovators, the innovators book I was talking about was like, there was like, holy crap, this is how many people are responsible for the computer. It wasn't just one lone inventor sitting in a closet tinkering for years and years, <laughs> like we <laughs> always think it is. Yeah. It's tons of people working on little projects that move it a, f- a little bit along. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think how long they were. It's like just, I mean, even up to. 
I can't remember the date, but where it was just like digits of like the zero and one, zero and one, or what you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Just I mean, like, it really still is kind of. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, but just like that's like all it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, quantum computing. I don't know that much about it, but that's kind of changing the zero one thing. But right now, we still operate on a zero one. Yeah. As far as I know, we still operate on a zero one. Yeah, I don't know enough to where I, I'll just make a fool of myself if I try yeah, to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sound smarter. Get an <laughs> IT person, I guess, I'm like, these idiots. <laughs> Either way. But I don't think a lot of people that work in the industry actually know much about how the industry got to where it is. No, I, I can't say that I really do to an extent that I should. Yeah, I highly suggest that book. But hey, man, I know you got to get going. It is almost 3 o'clock. Hey, we just set the record for the longest Just My Thoughts uh, podcast and i still gotta pee again <laughs> <laughs> i'm right behind you <laughs> yeah right. it's a pleasure i appreciate it yeah real quick where can we find you on instagram uh am butters am butters i highly suggest it guys this is uh, a cool dude that i'm really glad we became friends and uh, glad to have you hope to have you back i appreciate we'll it we'll schedule that one with uh you Earl Roger, and Roro. Yeah. yeah yeah Earl we gotta Roro. do that yeah. you guys hear that we'll tag you yep <laughs> <laughs> all right man i appreciate it right on thanks for the beers yep cheers <laughs> Yeah, that was fine. He is hurt. Yeah.